Thank you for joining us again at Youthology Live. This week we are talking about 10 signs of a sexually healthy family. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're only going to give you five, maybe even just four, or, you know, I won't tease you a little bit, because you've got to get the book and you've got to read Gen XYZ. It came out just a month ago and it's, it, it is a resource for you. I think it will help you tremendously to have this discussion of uh, sexuality and sex with your family because really family is the first place where sexuality and other topics uh, begin to be formed. Those conversations, well I know maybe in a healthy home that's where it begins, right? Because our, our, our students, our children, our teenagers are having those conversations at an earlier and earlier age. So how do we get that conversation back? I had a father who just recently emailed me and said, thank you for your presentation because I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to have the conversation. I didn't know the terminology. I didn't know the language. But you gave me a framework for how to have this discussion with my middle school kids. So listen, they're probably a little late already, sir. But anyway, <laughs> let's get right to it, okay? So number one, uh, a sign of a sexually healthy family. The, the Bible is the center of our theology. The Bible is the center of our theology. N not culture, okay? Not society, not meology, but the, the scriptures are the center of theology in, in, in the home. And I realize not all of us are going to read the scriptures the same way. We have different levels of understanding of the scriptures, but hear me, we have to at least get back to the Bible when it comes to all of the topics and the issues um, that we're dealing with with our, with our society today. As a matter of fact, here I like, I like to say it this way. A generation that can speak biblically to the issues of the day, the most important issues of the day, that generation wins. But when a generation cannot speak to the most important issues of the day, then really they have the answers to the questions nobody is asking. And I think today one of the most important topics that families need to uh, define uh, for their children is this topic of sexuality. So we get back to the scriptures, okay? And you'll, you'll see in the notes, I give you a frame, a biblical framework with texts um, from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, it, it, it'll be in the notes. You'll see it. Uh, we don't have the time to dig too, uh, to dive deep into that. But anyway, all right. The second sign of a sexually healthy family is um, the balance of the family in discussions. The balance of the family in discussions that are both scriptural and cultural. The family needs to have a balanced relationship in the church, in the home, at work, on the team, in the school, in society. Instead of, uh, you know, there's this idea called hyperfamilism that says, you know what, I'm just going to retreat. Everything that's going on in society and culture today, I'm just going to retreat. I'm going to bring my family in close and we're not going to let any outside influences, you know. L listen, that's not smart either. That's not smart. We have, we have to understand that our students are, you know, outside of this hybrid education they're in right now, our students are spending seven, eight hours away from the home every day in the educational process or longer if they're an athlete, 
uh, longer if they're involved in theater, longer if they have extracurricular activities. And so there's this, this whole other center, there's a, there's a whole other sector of society that is speaking into our children. And so we have to have a balanced understanding of both culture and scripture so that we, we understand the times and we know what to do about it. That's the sons of Issachar in the Bible, one of the 12 tribes who understood the times and they knew what to do. So a balanced understanding of both the cultural terms and the scriptural terms when it comes to sexuality. And then um, uh, n n number three, another uh, third sign for a sexually healthy home is uh, forgiveness. Okay, listen, forgiveness and a constructive attitude in the home. Okay, not just destruction, a constructive attitude, a forgiving attitude in the home, an affectionate attitude in the home. You know, I really believe that the home ought to be a place uh, similar to the church, to, to, to youth ministry. The home ought to be a place that brings unconditional love. Unconditional love. Because our teenagers today are not living in an unconditional, uh, loving world. They're living in a conditioned world. The, the world today loves our teenagers and treats them conditionally. So if we're going to uh, display, model a healthy sexual home, then we have to, we have to love uh, teenagers. We have to love our children um, unconditionally. Okay, They don't have to behave to belong, that, that whole uh, argument. And so I think that as parents, one of the things that you can do is to set an atmosphere of forgiveness, set an atmosphere of love and affection so that you can have those, you want to have the conversations, then you're going to have to build a relationship that allows you into the conversation. I don't believe that we have to shed truth at the door of relationship. I don't think we have to shed our morals or your compass or your absolutes and, and put your foot down or put your fist in it right. I don't think we have to do that um, outside the door of relationship. I think that we can have both um, uh, our morality and our absolutes, that it's that truth and that grace in the conversation. And families must set an atmosphere of construction and forgiveness and unconditional love, okay? Hey, uh, number four, let me, let me give you this one. The, maybe one of the strongest ways that we can model healthy sexualized uh, sexualization in our home is for parents to model a public display of affection. <laughs> yes, that's right. I know we're not supposed to do that at school, and we're not supposed to do that on the streets or right in public, and especially not at a youth event, right? L listen, we need as parents to display a healthy public display, to model a healthy public display of affection. <laughs> Our kids need to see us hugging and kissing each other. I remember when my kids were younger, right? I'm sure you remember too. When the kids are younger, they're, they're like, ew, mom and dad, you know, stop, you know, and maybe you play along with them a little bit. Listen, the older my kids got, they loved that. I think they loved it when they were young too, but it's just that, that, that uh, adolescent response, right? L listen, what we need to do is to show our children how important affection is in this marriage relationship. In this relationship, 
we can model a healthy public display of affection and it shows our, our, our uh, teenagers, it shows our uh, middle schoolers and our elementary kids, it shows our children how valuable uh, displaying that affection and that hugging and that kissing and the, and the words that you say to each other in front of them. It gives them a model of how they're going to shape their family when they get older. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Let me give let me give you one more. Um, understand number five a, of a healthy sexualized home. You gotta understand the terminology. You know, it's really easy if you'll do the research because most parents have a difficult time having the talk or having any kind of talk on any issue today other than just sexuality because they're ignorant of the language. They're ignorant of how to have the discussion. So when it comes to maybe family devotions or it comes to worship in the home or talking about spiritual things, we don't talk about that because we're a little bit ignorant on how to do it because we're not prepared. And preparation breeds confidence, especially in this topic when it comes to sexuality. So how, what do you do? What, what does that look like? How do we update ourselves on the terminology that is change, it's changing on a weekly basis. Just this week, another uh, term has come out and people are using this more cultural term and you'll see it in our notes. For, we're gonna, I'm gonna add that to the discussion, but um, the, the terms are changing all the time from binary to non-binary and the multiple, I counted over 44 different um, uh, terms for uh, sexuality and affection and gender and uh, all of those 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 topics, right? Uh, you've seen us talk about that, but staying up to date on the terminology is a great way to give you confidence to have the discussion. Okay, so again, thank you for joining us, and uh, you can follow up on all the socials, and you'll see these discussions. You can watch this on YouTube. You can read it at youthology.com. You can listen to it on, on the iTunes podcast. And if you just go to the socials. All you got to do is follow the link tree and you can uh, read it, watch it, listen to it, however you want. Okay, again, thank you for joining us for uh, 10 signs of a healthy, sexualized family. Okay, we give you five. You can get the rest from the book, Gen Sex Y Z. All right, thank you.